Let's take our seats together. Amen. We'll turn to God's Word. You have your Bible. It's Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19. Just the second part of Isaiah 59 and 19. I'll read the whole verse. Uh, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. I want to read that second part just again. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. We know the Lord will bless the reading of his word. Just to recap, just on last Sunday morning, uh, we just looked at satanic activity in the body of Christ. And the evidences of the powers of darkness that are at work today. And we try to look individually where we can identify the workings and the dealings of the enemy against the church of Jesus Christ. We looked at things like unforgiveness. We looked at areas where we give place to the enemy through unforgiveness, through through people. So many people are identifying being tormented in mind and thought. People losing their peace, losing their hope, losing their joy. I'm talking about people who are saved, uh, people going through great afflictions, torment, great battles, great trials, uh, going through very difficult times, and all these things, uh, identifying them as a spiritual activity in the church. The Bible says in James chapter 4, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil. What happens? You can say bye-bye to the devil. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Number two, resist. That is active. We must be active in resisting the powers of darkness that come against us. When we submit, thank God this morning, we have an advocate with the Father. If we've failed, if we've flaws, if there's unforgiveness, if there's unbelief, it's a sin. If there's things in our lives that shouldn't be there, thank God when we come to submit to God that there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And when sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The blood has lost none of its power. So when we come to submit ourselves to God, get right with God. That's what it means. Get our hearts right. Get our focus right with God. But number two, it says that we have to resist the devil. There has to be an act active part on the part of the individual and the corporate gathering and resisting the powers of darkness. Two more suicides in Balnehinch this week. Two too many. The spirit of suicide in our land. The powers of darkness and wickedness that have come in these last days destroying our nation, destroying lives, destroying homes, drunkenness, immorality, the powers of darkness. But the church has a responsibility now, the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But what are they? Mighty. They are mighty through God. To what? To the pulling down of strongholds. God has given us a power over all the power of the enemy. It's not our power. It's his power. Thank God this morning that he's given us a name. He has that name, but we can speak that name. The name above all name is the name of Jesus Christ. And so we submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil. And the Bible says he must flee. He must go. So we have a part to play. So we recapped on that. And then this morning, rather than just on the individual battles that we may go through, and I know there's an awful lot at the minute, we have a lot of trials and difficulties, 
an awful lot of afflictions, an awful lot of circumstances that people are going through. Some maybe not even been able to be mentioned here this morning. God knows all about it, brothers and sisters, but thank God we're on the victory side. Thank God that Christ has overcome. And thank God this morning, if you are in Christ, you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. And thank God that the devil is defeated and he's under our feet. Isn't it great to be saved? So the Bible says when the enemy comes in, and I know that over the years, people have changed the comma, where the comma is here. If you look down at your Bible, it says when the enemy comes in like a flood comma. And uh, I know that scholars and theologians have debated that the comma isn't after the flood. The comma is when the enemy comes in comma. And then it's like a flood, the spirit of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the way the King James Bible have it is the way it is. When the Bible comes in, when the devil comes in like a flood, when your enemy comes in like a flood, the flood is denoting or typifying the power of the enemy and how he comes. And he comes in like a flood. I want you to listen to me this morning. I believe just in these past number of weeks and over the past number of months, and even overlooking 14 years of God's hand upon us as a people, I know that the enemy has come in like a flood many times. But I also know that every time he has, that the Spirit of the Lord has raised up a standard against him. God has never failed and never will fail. Never failed and never will fail. While our eyes are upon him and are focusing him, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, this morning, he will never fail. He's never lost a case yet. Thank God he's working on us all, but thank God he'll keep us. Thank God for his power. Thank God this morning that our names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. And thank God for that blood this morning. And so we know that the enemy will come in like a flood. I believe we're in a season. I believe we're in a season right now where the enemy has come in like a flood. I want you to hear that again because certainly if those who are going through a difficult time and feel very isolated, one of the key things that you'll feel when the enemy comes in like a flood is that you're on your own. I want to encourage you, you're not on your own. You're not on your own. The enemy's come in like a flood. Battering against the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus will build his church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That doesn't mean that there's no conflict. Doesn't mean that there's no wrestling. Doesn't mean that there's no interaction with the spiritual powers of darkness. I'm not saying this morning that I have all the answers. I know less now than I've ever known, but I do know one thing, that Jesus has triumphed over the enemy, and he is the great victor this morning, and that's the victory he's given me, and he's given you if you're saved. I believe at this season, and I'm going to go through this this morning, that the enemy has come in like a flood. If we were to collectively put everything together of all the activity that's taken place, all the trials and all the difficulties that people are going through. I want to encourage you this morning. Do you know what I love about our small fellowship and looking around and seeing so many afflicted going through great trials, yet I see them walking into the house of God, their hands in the air, they're still praising God. Can I tell you something? That's victory. That is victory. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says it's like a flood. There's something about the flood. If you've ever seen in the natural what a flood is like, it comes suddenly. It seems all of a sudden that there is just an influx. And that's what's happened not only in, in the church in, the, in that sense, in a local sense, but what has happened in our nation, what has happened in our land. It's like in this time there's been a sudden influx 
of the powers of darkness and wickedness that have just poured into our nation over the past short number of years. The enemy has come in like a flood. Immorality is on the rise. Wickedness is on the rise. Homosexuality is on the rise. Suicide is on the rise. Drunkenness is on the rise. Our mental institutions are filled to capacity with young people. All around us, brothers and sisters, people are being ravished. They open themselves to drugs. Drugs open their mind into a spiritual world. And as they are captivated by the powers of darkness and paranoia and everything that comes with that, brothers and sisters, we have seen in our nation that the enemy has come in like a flood and it has come suddenly. The enemy comes in suddenly. It's like all of a sudden, all around us, it seems to be chaos. The pressure builds. The intensity builds. Is someone with me this morning? You're with me, okay. Because the powers of darkness. Do you know something? On Friday, I had this message for a number of weeks. And last week, I've done the first part. We did tell you what happened on Friday. Nicky will tell you. On Friday, when it came again to recap and go over just what the Lord had given me. The first thing is, I put it down on paper and I couldn't find the paper that I put it on. Now you might say, well, that's a coincidence. So we say, there's no problem because I've done it on the computer so I can just get it up there on the cloud or OneDrive or somewhere up there. I can just download it again. But it wasn't on the computer. And it wasn't, I can't find a bit of paper, but thank God he put it on my heart. So this morning, the devil can't take it from your heart. He might get the bit of paper. He might get into the clouds somewhere up there because he's the prince of the power of the air. But he can't take it from our heart because we've hid the word in our hearts. And so this morning, I know that I'm going to preach this, but you need to be with me. You understand? You need to be with me. Sometimes it can be a very lonely place up here, Stephen. Sometimes, all right, Brent? Praise the Lord. You can feel like you're in crocodile water, but we need to be together, right? So the enemy comes in like a flood. It's sudden. It's sudden. He comes with all his power, all his dirty tricks, all his tools, all his devices. The affliction and the torment and and the thoughts that come into your mind. Friends, this morning it's so real. The enemy is a real enemy. And he comes because he knows his time is short. He knows it's time to, to challenge the people of God and their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. To challenge them in whom you have believed in. He wants your faith. And so he'll cripple you with circumstances and trials. And when the flood breaks, have you seen it on TV? When the flood comes, when it's a flash flood, suddenly the power that comes with that flood, everyone's running, they're looking for higher ground. And we can go to higher ground this morning. We can go to higher ground. And so there's the suddenness of his coming. Secondly, there's the power in which he comes with. He is a powerful being. On our own, we are not a match for Satan. It's a foolish man or woman. Remember when they tried to challenge that devil. Jesus we know. Paul we know. But who are you? You see this morning we don't come in our name. We don't come in the name of a church. We don't come in some method that we put together from some book. But we come this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is the great victor. We don't come in our own name. But in his name. That's above every name this morning. And so the power of darkness comes. The prince of the power of the earth. And he'll come with suddenness. And he'll come with power. And he'll take our loved ones. And he'll destroy our homes. And he'll destroy Christian marriages. And he'll wreck Christian churches. And he'll bring division and unforgiveness. And he'll leave behind him destruction. That's what a flood brings. It comes suddenly. It comes with power. And 
and the aftermath is destruction everywhere. When the enemy comes in like a flood, has he come? Has he come? Do you see it? Are we so busy or so caught up in our own lives that we don't see the effects of the flood that has come, the wickedness and the power of darkness, suddenly with power and destruction all around him? He's a thief. He's a liar. He's come to steal, to kill and destroy. That's what the Bible says. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, a flood, and I believe he's flooded in in these days, He's flooded in against the church of Jesus Christ. Balna Hinch is known for two things. I said often, and I may I pray this morning that Balna Hinch will be known for something completely different in the years to come. But it's known this morning for church splits and it's known this morning for suicide. But one day it's going to be known. That's where God came and that's where God moved by his power. Friends, the enemy comes in like a flood. The powers of darkness flooding into the mind of a believer. The torment. All of a sudden, it feels like it's empty or hopeless. Saint of God. One who loves Jesus. Now the mind is flooded with doubt and fear. Feeling hopeless and helpless. Not knowing where to turn in the powers of darkness. The lies of the enemy and the thoughts. Anyone ever been there? Come on, help us this morning. It's a real power. It's really satanic. It's really the devil. And he comes in like a flood. Suddenly, he comes with power. And in his path, he leaves destruction. You see it all around you. You see the hopelessness of mankind. You see that the church is in a great battle. Friends, this morning, I believe not everyone Maybe at this time experiencing this, but I believe as a church this morning <coughs> that the enemies come in like a flood. Wants to take your health, wants to take your peace, wants to fill you with depression. Do you know depression is not from the Lord? Can I say that again? Depression is not from Jesus Christ. Can I say that again? Depression is not from Jesus Christ. So many are suffering. Friends, this morning I want you to listen to me because this is not to condemn anyone, any believer who's gone through a time of feeling the cloud of depression coming. Listen to me this morning. The Holy Ghost, when he comes, it's righteousness, peace, and it's joy. That's what Jesus has promised us. So when, when the powers of darkness come, we've got to know how we're going to resist them. The Bible says here, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then it says this, that the Spirit of the Lord, would you say the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit of the Lord. This is lovely. The Spirit of the Lord. You know, I've seen over many, many years that there's been many things that have come in and under the guise of spiritual warfare. I'm certainly not an expert in any way. As I said, I just really don't know so much. But what I've just become simple enough to believe is this. You know what the answer is? The Spirit of the Lord. But that's too simple. I'm going to tell you something. It's enough. The Spirit of the Lord. Think about it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit 
of the Lord. Think about it. The spirit of, that takes all the striving and all the fighting and all the wrestling out of us and it puts it right in the proper focus. It's the spirit of the Lord. Suddenly, the spirit of the Lord moves. Brothers and sisters, I just want you to get this word this morning. Move. Move. The Spirit of the Lord begins to move. Now right throughout this book, right from Genesis chapter 1, you'll see a beautiful picture there of a triune God. You'll see a Father. You'll see the Word, which is Jesus. And you'll see the Spirit of the Lord hovering. And when God spoke the word, the Father, the purpose of God spoke the word, that's Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. The word of God is Jesus Christ. When God spoke, let there be, the Spirit of the Lord moved and brought everything into being supernaturally. Now in this Spirit of the Lord, you'll find that phrase throughout this book, particularly in the Old Testament. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1 and 21, For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of men, but by holy men of God spake as they were, know what it says? They were moved by the Holy Ghost. There was a moving of the Spirit of the Lord. So when prophets began to prophesy, it wasn't of their own will, but it was the Holy Ghost would come upon them and they would begin to prophesy as the Lord moved them. We need the moving of the Holy Spirit. When you look at the book of Judges, you'll find this term is, is probably found there the most, but you'll see that these men and women of the Lord, that God would raise up as judges, what you see is that the Spirit of the Lord would come upon them. And then we read the testimonies of great exploits that they would do, not in their own power, not in their own strength, but by the power of the Spirit of the living God. Before Gideon ever got his 300 men and whittled down to that small army, you'll read right at the beginning of the story that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When you read of Samson as he grew as a child and the blessing of the Lord was upon him, what you read before he ever ripped the gates of the city and he slay a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass, what you find is not that he had great biceps and he'd been to the gym and was working out, but it was the Spirit of the Lord that came upon him. And it was not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Spirit that men were raised up and done great exploits for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right throughout the book, you'll find these great movements of the Lord. When Samuel comes into the house of Jesse in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and eventually David is brought before him, this is a perfect picture of the prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ. But as that young shepherd boy stood before Samuel, and Samuel lifted, this is the Lord's anointed, and Samuel lifted that horn of oil and began to pour the horn of oil over the head of David. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And as he went out, he did not go out in the strength of David or even the strength of his father, Jesse, but he went out in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's why he could take out a glass. It wasn't because he was big or strong. It was because he was moved upon by the power of the Spirit of the living God. And church, in these moments and in these times, 
We need, thank God for all that we have. Thank God for the building. Thank God for the music. Thank God for the giftings. Thank God for the talents. Thank God for all that God has blessed us with. But more than ever before, what the church needs again is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord to move upon us. The Spirit of the Lord to come down into this congregation this morning. And the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over us. And as a heart would open before Him, and as we cry unto the Lord, that the Holy Ghost would move upon us. Is that possible? If you turn over to Isaiah chapter 11, we read of the great prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1, we read, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of of the Lord, if you keep your finger there and go over into John chapter 1, John chapter 1 and verse 32, John 1 and 32, it says these words, we just read that the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And John chapter 1 and verse 32, the Bible says, and John bear record saying, I saw the spirit, this is the same spirit, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove. And where did it rest? It abode upon who? It abode upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We see here the same Spirit of the Lord that was that brought creation into being by the Word of God the Father, Jesus Christ. We see the Spirit of the Lord that was upon these men of old that would prophesy, that done great exploits. For the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for God alone, we see that it was prophesied that out of the root of Jesse a man would come. His name is Jesus Christ this morning. And the Holy Spirit, as the heavens would open, would descend as a dove. And the dove would come down and it would rest upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who was anointed of the Holy Ghost, who went around doing good. He healed the sick. He delivered the oppressed. He opened the blinded eye. He unstopped the dead, the deaf He raised the dead. He sent the demon possessed free. Thank God this morning it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Listen, friends. He told us, if you go on over into Isaiah chapter 61, I know a lot of these verses are familiar, but I want to bring you through to it this morning. This is the prophecy concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel and the gospel age of which we are a part Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. This is the anointing. It opens prison doors. It sets the captive free. It heals those that are sick in body. It raises the dead. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It heals cancers. And his AIDS and HIV and, and, and MS and Parkinson's disease, the blood of Jesus Christ, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, sets the captive free. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the power of the Holy Ghost. We bring it away down 
to a human level, we're in trouble. We're open to the powers of darkness, the lies of hell, that we have to live a life in defeat. But thank God this morning, He hasn't promised us this morning defeat, but victory in the name of Jesus and through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we need the Holy Ghost to move. We need to move. We need to move with the Holy Ghost. This scripture, of course, was fulfilled over in the Gospel of Luke. Just follow us through. I know everybody knows this very well. But Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. I'll take it from verse 14. And it says, After Jesus returned, Luke chapter 4 and 14, after he defeated the enemy in the wilderness by his word, by the word of the Lord, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up for to read, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord came and rested upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, walked this planet, walked this earth, anointed of the Holy Ghost. His purpose was to ultimately die on the cross and defeat death and the devil and rise again on the third day. But by the anointing, everyone that came to him with every manner of disease, everyone that came in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ was sent away healed delivered, forgiven, and set free by the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A woman said within herself, if I but could touch the very hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. Virtue flowed out of that body that day. Supernatural, miraculous anointing went into the body of a woman who was riddled with an issue of blood for years and spent everything on doctors. And suddenly when the Holy Ghost moved, she was instantly, gloriously, wonderfully made whole in an instant. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord... Thank God for all that we have. But if we ever get to a point where we say we need this, I want to tell you, friends, we're in trouble. What we need is nothing more and nothing less but the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. So we see in the power of the New Testament and in the New Covenant, Jesus promised us the blessed Holy Spirit. It was a promise of the Father. It was a promise to his people. Where in the Old Testament individuals, the Holy Spirit would move upon them. They would be raised up for that time, for that season, for a particular task. Here's the wonderful news in the New Testament. God is not looking this morning just to move upon one individual and to use them in one special way just to glorify them or him. 
what God wants to do this morning through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that anointing is upon our head. And our head this morning is Jesus. And the anointing flows from the head. The head is Jesus. And that anointing flows down, not just the one or two this morning, because the promise is for you and your children and your children's children. And the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost this morning is not just for a man that sits at the front or a man that sits at the back or a woman that's over to the right or someone over here to the left. It's the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. And you know who it's for? It's for the body of Christ. And who's the body of Christ? Are you born again? Then the anointing's for you. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. So the enemy comes in like a flood. And the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them. The Bible tells us the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, oh, there's liberty. There's freedom. There's deliverance. There's healing. Chains are broken. People are set free. People are restored. People are revived. People are raised up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the Spirit of the Lord. That's the resurrection power. He hasn't come to give us depression, death, defeat, live in habitual sin, live defeated by the powers of darkness. Brothers and sisters, the flood has come. And I want to point this out this morning. I want you to listen. But the flood has come through the medium, the media. Where the flood has come, it's come through the means of the media. Are you hearing me this morning? Don't switch off. It's been through the, the, the access to the depravity and the depths of sin. Particularly, I'm talking about the internet. I'm being careful, there's kids here. But let me tell you something, friends. Homes have been destroyed. Marriages have been destroyed. Callings have been destroyed. Churches have been destroyed. Why? Because the enemies come in like a flood. He's not, we're not ignorant of his devices. But he's destroyed the church of Jesus Christ with immorality and the depths of sin. But I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ is able to set a man free, to cleanse a woman from every sin, to fill a life with the power of the Holy Ghost, and to give him the purpose and the calling of God. But we we got to rise up. we got to submit to God. we got to resist the devil. And he will flee. He will flee. No, that's the word of the Lord this morning. He will flee. And so you make a choice. You see, people make a choice in meetings. People make a choice. I want you to hear me. You make a choice in this meeting this morning. You make a choice what you're going to do, live where you are, live in depression, live in defeat, live battling with your sin. Or you're going to make a choice this morning, I'm going to submit myself to God. I'm going to resist this devil because there's blood for me this morning that cleanses me from every sin. There's still a fountain, there's still power in the blood. My, my days aren't numbered, my days aren't over, but there's a purpose of God. And I resist the devil, now God fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. We see, we make a choice. Friends, it's time to stop squabbling around in the pigsty. Squabbling around in the dirt, trying to, trying to blame this and blame that and looking back and looking down and trying to use all the terms of the world and all the syndromes and all the labels that they want to put on us. Let me tell you, friends, the answer is the Spirit of the Lord. we got to be, we got to know this morning the purposes of God in our life. You know, it's easy 
It's easy to be drawn into the swamp. It's called the world and its system. It's easy in a day where we're largely seeing the church in a backslidden state. I don't say that with any pride. I say that with great grief. Church is just lethargic. And it just seems that, well, the enemy can just come in. He can do what he wants to do and he can walk back out again. And we're, we're just all hanging on. I'm going to tell you, he doesn't want us to hang on. We're not here to be survivors. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm just surviving. I'm just about to me. I want to tell you, he said you'll be more than conquerors. He said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so there has to be a submitting, a resisting, and he will flee. But we need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I never heard that when I was growing up. I'm going to tell you, friends, just read your Bible. It's there. It's in the Bible. John chapter 129. This is the lovely picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Luke chapter 3 and 16. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Well, our tradition doesn't teach that. Brothers and sisters, here's my tradition. And that's ours. So you make a choice this morning. You're going to make a choice, friends. We can live and walk in this defeat. We can come off with a couple of Christian cliches. We can say sort of the right things and maybe it ticks the box with the pastor or the youth leader or someone else or the Sunday school teacher. We can just say the right thing and everything's going on. But let me tell you something this morning. In your heart, are you a free man or a free woman? No, no, the Bible says, He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Are you really free? Oh, I can quote the verse. I can sing the songs, but friends, I want to tell you it's another thing to know the power of the Holy Ghost inside your heart this morning and a river of life bursting forth and the freedom there is in Jesus. See, the days are up, friends, because we're in an hour where there is a form of godliness, but they do deny the power thereof. It's a discredit to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a discredit to the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a discredit to the name of Jesus Christ this morning because he hasn't come to give us defeat. He's come to give us liberty in Christ. The anointment breaks the yoke. So it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, the wind of God, shall lift up a standard. Know what that means? He's going to put the enemy to flight. The Spirit of the Lord does it. It's great to be free this morning, isn't it? He suddenly moves on a congregation. I wonder how many are expecting that this morning. I wonder how many are expecting the moving of the Holy Ghost right now. I wonder how many are expecting that the wind of God could blow into this wee room. And this is the body of Christ. And then the anointing of the Holy Ghost would just begin to flood across this congregation from row to row. And people would cry out and get right with God. And people would be filled with the Holy Ghost. And people would suddenly feel the healing power of Jesus coming into their body. And they rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. And people would be filled with the power of the Spirit of the living God. And begin to sing His wondrous praises. And the purposes and callings of God would come alive in hearts that would be dormant for years and suddenly there's a fire 
What happens when the enemy comes in like a flood? The Spirit of the Lord moves, raises up a standard against them. Someone here this morning, you are in, you might have even said these words, you are in the fight of your life. You're in the fight of your life. Hear me? You're in the fight of your life. Somebody here this morning, that's how you feel. If I was to say to you, how's it going? If you were really honest and not just as we're all courteous, as we're going out the door, doing great. Thank you, Pastor. And move on. But if you're really honest, you'd say, go and be honest with you. I'm in the fight of my life. I've never had a battle like this. Is that you? You hear me this morning? That's you? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the powers of darkness are doing. I don't know what the satanic attack is. And to be quite honest, friends, I may not be able to explain it all or help you through all that. But what I can tell you is the Spirit of the Lord raises a standard up against them. I'm in the fight of my life. There's a man in the Bible. I'm closing with this. Give me five minutes. I'll be done. I hope. Second Chronicles chapter 20. There's a man. I want to tell you something, friends. You listen to me, friend. If you're saying I'm in the fight of my life, in the battle of my life, I want you to hear me. This man was in the battle of his life. It was the greatest battle he would ever face. It's the greatest battle he would ever fight. And thank God it was the greatest battle that he would get the victory in. Can I tell you again, friends, if you're in the battle of your life, you've got to look up because the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. His name, of course, we know well in this church. His name is Jehoshaphat. And there was an army coming to completely wipe him out. Know what it says in verse 3 of chapter 20? Jehoshaphat feared. You're afraid. It's all right. You know, the Bible's a real book. deals with real people, with real feelings, men of like passions as we are. I love the Bible. It tells us who he is. There's no shadow of turning with him. He's an altogether lovely savior. He never fails. But it tells us about men just like you and me. Jehoshaphat feared. The battle was so great, he feared. But what he did do, what he did do, the Bible says that he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast. Are you hearing me this morning? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We're serious about God. We're serious about our loved ones. We're serious about Balna Hinch. We're serious about a move of the Holy Ghost. We're serious about revival in Ireland. We're serious about the disaster of suicide and church splits and the body broken. We're serious about the things of God. Then I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. We have set three days of prayer and fasting. Because the battle's real. And Judah gathered themselves together, verse 4, to ask help of the Lord. Lord, would you help us? Even out of all the cities and Judah of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They came. They set, they didn't have alarms, but if they did, I'm sure they did. 
Or, or the old cock would wake them up at about four in the morning and they knew it's time to go to prayer. They set their alarms. They changed their schedules. They realized the battle was fierce. They seen the powers of darkness. They knew the enemy had come. So what did they do? We're going to seek the Lord. We're going to pray. And we're going to fast. This is, I know people say that's old school. Let me tell you, friends, it's absolutely right up to day school. And so Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. He said, Lord of our fathers, art not thy God of heaven that rulest over all kingdoms of heathen in thy hand? Is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Nobody can stand against you, Lord. The battle is so real. This is the battle of my life. I see the enemy. It's, it's a fearful thing. The enemy's coming, but Lord, no one can stand against you. Nobody. Verse 9, it says, Lord, you've said if when evil comes upon us as the sword or judgment, pestilence, famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. This is his house this morning. Would you say amen if you believe them? I'm not talking about the bricks and mortar. Anywhere where God's people meet together in the name of Jesus Christ, that's his name. That's God's house. And your name's in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then you have said, you promised that you would hear. And what would he do? Would you say it? He's going to help us. Anybody need help? Four of us. The rest of you are doing great. There's four need help. They need help. You go down to verse 11. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of our possession. What God has promised us. What God has purposed for us. The possession of the what God has for this church. Listen, we have seen many great things in 14 years. Could I tell you something? There's much ground to be taken. Actually, most of the ground still to be taken. Are you hearing me this morning? God's been good. But let me tell you, friends, we're only at the start. We're only at the beginning because of what we're believing for God to do. Would you say amen? It's all going quiet now. And so it says, they've come to cast us out of our possession, which thou hast given to us to inherit, that God has a purpose and a plan for every life in this room and for us as a body and for his body across this land. But the enemy wants to put us out of that possession. And so he says, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? And listen now, I want you to listen. Saint this morning that's in the battle of your life, maybe you can identify with Jehoshaphat. For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither do we know what to do. Is anyone in here saying, I don't know what to do? One, we're down to one now. Two, praise the Lord. Three, it's getting better and we're getting a bit bolder now. I just don't know what to do. But our eyes, listen, but our eyes are upon you. I want you to get your eyes up this morning upon him. Verse 13 says, I love this verse. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. They stood up before the Lord with their wives and their children. And their eyes are upon him. Now here's the key. Before we run into the, the battle, 
before we run into what we're going to do, here's the key in verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Methaniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph, came, what does it say? The Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Here's the key. When the enemy comes in like a flood, what does it say? The Spirit of the Lord. Before they're going out to battle, before they're going to face their enemy, before we're going to rise up in our own strength or try and get some method together, here's the key. The Spirit of the Lord comes. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon them and he begins to speak. And what does he say? Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude. This is verse 15. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's battle. Let him fight your battles. Let him fight your battles. He'll win them. We may lose them, but he'll win every one. Tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness Jurel. Now listen as I close. I'm closing. What are we going to do? I've never had a battle like this. Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, the battle's fierce. Lord, I've no strength against this. Lord, I feel like even giving up. I can't keep going. The enemies come in like a flood. I want to tell you, and I've talked about this before, but it's okay to repeat. Sometimes we need to hear something more than once. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Because we're prone to forget or to revert the type. Isn't that right? Verse 20 says this. What I want to encourage you to do this morning. They rose early in the morning, went forth to the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went forth. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe as prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, now you are getting nervous, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, what happened? What did the Lord do? He set ambushments. Against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. If you just follow it on down, Judah came toward the watchtower, verse 24, in the wilderness. They looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against them. The Spirit of the Lord moved upon a congregation. The Spirit of the Lord moved upon the congregation. Jehoshaphat said, listen, I tell you what we're going to do, folks. We're not going to try and organize anything here, but listen, see if you get to your feet this morning, you begin to praise the Lord. The word praise is used three times there, but there's three different Hebrew words. The word praise is used three times, but there's three Hebrew words. You know, praise is much more than singing. Did you know that this morning? And so he says, you're going to praise me. That first Hebrew word there means that you're going to celebrate who I am. 
You're going to begin to praise me for who I am. The second word means to lift up your hands and praise the Lord. That's what they began to do. They're up against an army that's going to destroy them. There's fear. There's, there's a battle for their the light, they've never faced a battle like this before. And Jehoshaphat says, I'll tell you what you do. Just begin to praise the Lord and celebrate who he is. Number two, would you lift up your hands and just begin to praise the Lord and, and just begin to thank him and just begin to lift him up for who he is. And the third praise is to sing psalms or hymns unto the Lord. They just began to praise the Lord. And when they began to praise the Lord, what did the Lord do? He brought a mighty deliverance. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Brothers and sisters, this morning I encourage you, get your eyes on the Lord and begin to praise him this morning for who he is. Get your focus on him. And you know what happens? He begins to set ambushments against the enemy and his plans and his dirty deeds and his tricks and all that he's trying to do this morning. God brings the deliverance. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. <clears throat> when the enemy comes in like a flood, how we need the spirit of the Lord and how he wants to come. You stand with me this morning. The musicians are going to come. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters. I can only encourage you. I can only instruct you in the way of the Lord. I can only instruct you according to his word. I want you to listen to me this morning. See, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against them. Now listen to me, brothers and sisters. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. We have to submit ourselves to the Lord. Get right with God. Thank Him this morning. Praise Him this morning. Celebrate the great things that He's done in your life. Lift your hands to God and thank, begin to thank Him this morning. That's what they did. Begin to sing these great songs and these great hymns. The Spirit of the Lord moves in the congregation. Brothers and sisters, this morning, let's praise Him. Let the Spirit of the Lord move and great deliver and power in this room. If you need prayer this morning, we're going to sing this song, Great and Mighty. Great is our Lord this morning. He's awesome. There's nobody like Him. He's a great deliverer. We come this morning. If you need prayer, if you need set free this morning, I want you to listen to me. If you need set free this morning, if you need set free in your mind, if, you, if you're struggling, if you're battling this morning, you're in the battle of your life, I want you to listen to me. Just these final words. He's able to deliver you. I want you to hear me this morning because, you know, we accept. It's a, here's, here's satanic evidence in the body of Christ. We believe what the devil says before we even believe what the word of God says. We believe, we hear people talking and they say, they align their thoughts and their words with what the devil's saying. Let me tell you, I'm aligning everything with what he says. You're able this morning to know the great deliverance power, Jesus Christ. We sing this this morning, you need prayer, you come. I want to encourage the church, let's praise him this morning. Really from our hearts, not, not just for, we're not doing it for each other. We're just doing it on to him, to celebrate him, to lift our hands and to praise the Lord. Let the power of God move in this room in Jesus' name. Amen.